Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Resilient People. I'm your host, Janet Fanaki. On this show, I profile everyday folks who are admired for their resilience. They've overcome a major life challenge, found a purpose from it, and now they help others to be resilient too. Some of the challenges that my guests have shared with me include losing a spouse to AIDS at a time when it was very stigmatized, surviving a cycling collision, living with a serious brain injury, solo travel, changing careers in midlife, and the isolation that comes from living life as a caregiver. Purpose has come out as the underlying theme for all my guests, which has helped them to build resilience as well as help others gain a positive mindset. Purpose can look something like writing a book, establishing a foundation to raise money for a cause, becoming a life coach, or just setting out every day to help others in a small but meaningful way. By having a purpose, it gives us an opportunity to think of something bigger than ourselves and help inspire and motivate others. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll use an episode of this podcast to share some insights on the topic of resilience. That's what I'm going to be doing today. For this show, I'm touching on a Twitter post that I recently posted that's garnered a lot of attention. Here's what I wrote. A friend recently lost her husband. I've been including her in my evening plans, dinners out, tennis, and just hanging out together. A griever won't ask to join you. It's up to you to show up for them. Hashtag grief, hashtag widow wisdom. Now, I have an idea of what counts as a viral post, and believe me, this is far from that. But this tweet has garnered over 56,000 views, over 1,000 likes, retweeted 93 times, and many, many people have submitted their thoughts and own perspectives on what my words meant to them. I've been floored. I posted it because I wanted to give people an idea of how to include someone who is grieving back into everyday life, because that's what many of them want to get back to. It turns out that there are a lot of you out there who have had the experience of either feeling very alone in your grief and wanting to share with others how to help, or have felt an amazing sense of love and compassion from others because they knew exactly what to do. I can relate. I've been there. Being a widow for over three years, I have a first-hand account of not just the loneliness of losing a partner, but also losing a community, losing friends who used to include me in social get-togethers, and the feeling of trying to figure out how to start over. It's awful. Not only are you missing your person, but then some grievers start to look around and miss the people who they used to call friends, their spouse's friends, who they thought were also their friends, and even sometimes family. But I've also been on the other side of this conversation. The one who deserted a person who was going through a tough time, gave them space, lots of space, and didn't think that what they were really needing was to be with another person, crying, talking, or being listened to. The learning for me came from going through something myself and seeing how others helped me. I wanted to use this short episode to share some of the comments that came back to my original post and hopefully inspire listeners on way to reach out to someone who is living with loss and hear what these actions actually mean to people who have lived it. So with the help of many people who replied to my post, 
This episode may be the inspiration that listeners have been looking for in how to approach someone who is grieving. Anna wrote, I try to explain this to people. You don't want to be a burden, so you never ask, but love to be asked. We might not always say yes, but we can recognize the love behind the gesture. Lisa wrote, saying, call me if you ever need anything is the worst thing you can tell someone who is grieving. Show up, offer tangible help, call often, send a text, and keep their loved one's memory alive. Hashtag grief is shit. (laughs) Lisa, this one made me laugh. And she also continues with time never eases our grief. It only shows us how to wear it. So true. Jasvinder wrote, My husband has been doing something similar. Evening activities for a dear friend who lost his best friend, his granddad. Barbara wrote, I do the same for my two widowed friends and my husband's widower friend. Christine came with us to New Zealand and Singapore in February, next year Spain. Now, I like this idea when you're already planning a trip. And, you know, sometimes you might think that it'd be nice to have a friend come along. Why not invite the person who could really use it the most? Pauline wrote, My uncle, by second marriage to my aunt, lost her to cancer, both still in their 50s. He really struggled but said, quote, If you invite me, I will be there no matter what it is. And a quote. So I did. We've now been married five years. Pauline, congratulations. I love this story. The comments that Lisa had mentioned earlier about showing up, offering tangible help, and calling often, you know, people are never going to be asking for help. And it's very common in the replies that I saw. Another tweet came saying, absolutely, don't tell them to message you if they need anything. They won't. Be specific. Take something to them or phone them and see how they feel. I hate when I see people say, I'm here if you need me, and keep checking on them even after the few months. So, you know, this theme came up over and over again. This touches on something that I often thought about while I was in the thick of caregiving and then in grief. Some things not to say because they just aren't helpful. Things like, reach out if you need anything, or sorry, I didn't call, but I just didn't know what to say. Or how about this one? I don't know what to do, so I just felt that it's better if I left you alone. Well, I don't know how that's helpful, but anyway. And then this last one, let me know if you ever want to do something. Well, the likelihood of that happening when you're dealing with grief is next to none. None of these statements is helpful or comforting to a griever. None. So please don't say them if you find yourself talking to a new griever. They will almost never take the initiative. Even the strongest of those living with loss wants to be invited, called, hugged, texted a comforting note, or just to hear in a truly sympathetic way, what can I do for you? And have that followed through with an action. Think about it. They used to have a person that they did much of their socializing with, until that person was gone. That was who they turned to for trips, movies, dinners out, walks, athletics, and social engagements. So not only do they feel alone, but they are alone in many ways, watching as their friends and coupled relationships carry on, many times with other couples. They're missing their person. That hurts. Being excluded hurts. 
They want to feel seen, included, and get back to experiencing life again. And many feel that leaving a griever alone is best to, quote, not bother them. They seem to be doing okay and that they don't know what to do to help them to move forward. Well, the good news is that I had a heck of a lot of people write to me with what has helped them, as well as how they have helped someone else who's grieving. So I hope that their words of wisdom gave you some ideas and inspiration. If you know someone who lost a special someone, reach out to them. Stop using I'm uncomfortable and I don't know what to do or I don't know what to say as an excuse. It's pretty basic, really. Here's a quick recap. Check in with them. Make a plan to spend time together. If you're making plans with others, include the griever. You'll make yourself feel good by making them feel loved and acknowledged. And by including them in your plans, it helps to build their resilience and help them move forward towards a happier place in life. I'd love to hear from you if you're widowed and had an incredible experience that someone did for you in the depths of your grief. Write me on the contact page at resilientpeople.ca or just send me an email to info at resilientpeople.ca. I hope you found this episode to be helpful and please, please, please don't neglect those around you who are living with loss. Let's all show a little more compassion and kindness because eventually all of us will be experiencing a big loss in our lives and we can only hope that others will be there for us. This episode of Resilient People was written and produced by me, Janet Fanaki. Music is Sundays by Arlamar. Please submit a review on the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. If you know someone who should be celebrated for their resilience, please submit your recommendation on my website. You'll find all the criteria there. Again, that's resilientpeople.ca. Thanks for listening, everyone. Till next time, I'm Janet Fanaki. Bye for now.